I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. This is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hey Fam. Yeah, but my name's Quentin Tarantino, and these are my movies. <laughs> Fuck. These are my movies of women's feet in it's different a... parts of uh, the last hundred years. We've got Nazi feet, we've got hippie feet, we've got Uma Thurman's feet. We've got history revised, dead actor feet. All of it. We've got it all. How many times are you going to say the M-word in this episode, Quentin Tarantino? Uh, as many times as it was uttered in his latest film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I guess listen to find out. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie yet, and strap yourself in. Uh, make sure you're make sure this one's uh, headphones out, speakers on. <laughs> this is going to get interesting for you. This will be like Russian roulette. So uh, my name is Levin. Angus. Over there's Angus. Angus. Uh, we're going to be talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the latest Holy movie. Shit, I think I found a doozy from Quentin Tarantini. Um, the teen man. <laughs> Tarantino. He's Tarantino is maybe better than Tarantini. I don't know. Yeah, Tarantino. No, he's not a teen. He's an adult. He's an old man. Yeah, there's Quinn Tarantino. That's teen. That's what he was as a teenager. Let's make him Reservoir Dogs. Quentin Tarantino. That's when he was a child. And now he's Quentin Tarantino. No. So he's an adult. And then when he... Um, oh man, I watched the intro when, when to Res Dogs to today when he has that little um, soul patch. Oh yeah. He looks so filthy. bad in yeah. every movie he's Everyone ever been in. Like, <laughs> he looks so bad. Even when he's like a fake Australian, like, oh, that's the worst decrepit one. old man, he looks better than he did in Reservoir Dogs. Seriously, he looks like an absolute pest in Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> he looks heinous. Yeah. Uh, he, he'll never tire of putting himself in his own movies. Who he? I mean, again, he wasn't in this one. No, no, but he was in two, Django. Which two is, big, two big changes of uh, one, there was no. Well, well, just wait. We can't <laughs> give it away. We've already told people. Uh, so yeah, whole whole lot of Tarantino talk this episode. We're gonna re-rank all of his movies. Fuck, I don't know if I can, to be honest. I've like, already done at, it. I know you can. You're um, good with that. You're, I've got too much heart. <laughs> so, okay, okay. No, you're the robot at one of us. I'm a robot with like most things, like family and relationships. But like when it comes to like tangible things you can't hold, like film <laughs> or Star Wars movie, I can't rank. I've been trying, man. I have been. And then I looked at yours quickly and I don't want to be influenced by it. It's actually quite a big step to hear you say that family is a tangible thing you can hold. You can. You've, you've grown as a person. I guess. I, but family is also something you can't hold in um, some cases. Okay, go on. Uh, I don't know, like people it, uh, being detained at borders. <laughs> Once they're taken from you, you can't hold them. Right. 
We can hold the memory of them. That's true. Um, check, so I fired up the eShop on yeah. the Switch because I, I think it's sort of a cool new segment. But it's not, I don't know if it's a segment. I was literally looking at this before you came because I was like, shit, what games have come out? Something because I've been sucked off by um, <laughs> three houses, Fire Emblem three houses, and I, I haven't done anything. And then I fired up the, the, the old eShop. Um, and I don't know what I was expecting, but it's just a great... And I love the Switch. But in all of its online... It, it's, it's such a great system, except in anything that has to do with being online. It's still yeah, I mean, absolutely horseshit. All online stores have a ton of bullshit, but because... Um, well, they're usually curated and they well, usually yeah. like refresh daily with new things for you to look at. The eShop is just like... It, it's by chronological order, which yeah. in, in a way makes sense, I guess, but... When you when you're like, I wonder what's going on in the uh, in the eShop today. There's so much games. Look at this one here, Doling's Invasion. Like that looks horrible. Oh my god! That's like some of the most. Dis- that looks like some so a ABC after school shit from 1989. Be made by Hero Concept. Um, it's an arcade classic. Apparently, it's you look play like this weird little blob with a gun. It's just Space Invaders. Kind of looks fun. It doesn't. I hate. I, you know, I hate this art style. I hate yeah, Flash. No good. But. I think I found one. The, the biggest doozy this week was just at the top there. Um, this is the first winner of the worst. PC building simulator. I bet you that's probably fun. And you know it's not. <laughs> We've never built a PC. The ultimate PC building simulation <laughs> has arrived. It's You know when it's 10% off the day it comes out, it ain't... It ain't what? Oh, you can't even play the video. You're going to play the trailer for us. I was going to play the trailer, but I guess we're going to have to... <laughs> it's very epic bacon. <laughs> this looks great. <laughs> What a weird game. So you, Alienware of, motherfucker. Instead of buying a computer and making your own computer, you buy a <laughs> Switch and vert, make a virtual computer what, what, to play PC games yeah, on, this is definitely on your a, Switch. This is definitely one of those games, like I'd say 80% of the eShop, which has not been tricked out for Switch, but it's just a straight port of I'm going to write to the devs and get a code. Oh, do you want a code too? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> this is, well, it's, it's made by a regular corpor. Uh, how big do you think this one is? I reckon it's... Two gigabytes. <laughs> Four point nine. Fucking hell! Wow, guys. If you know, a lot of people lost lost money in bets just then. Yeah, the, but they've still got the big one to come. If Tarantino's <laughs> new movie says the n word. So yeah, we started the movie. The movie started and uh, like, was it the Columbia logo? No, which Sony Paramount. and then Columbia so, Sony one. Yeah. yeah, we were like, oh, okay. How many how many times do you reckon that we're going to hear the n word in the next two hours or forty five minutes? And how, turn off the switch. and how many feet do you reckon we're going to see? Yeah, I look. I we're both wrong. That, th- those are the questions you should ask yourself before every Quentin Tarantino. Every movie, movie. <laughs> before you watch Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> I mean, it was a Disney movie from the fifties, so chances are the N word's going to be definitely the animators were saying it. Yeah, it wasn't the, you know, the Song of the South crossover. Fuck, that's so wild. That I, yeah, I, I've seen that on cassette. I used to have an audio book of it. It's one of those ones that I don't know Brer why, Rabbit, why I've seen it, but I have. Well, I know why you've... Also, the fact Splash Mountain is based off it. Yeah. Which is like one of the like classic Disney Was it Uncle Rebus? Is that his name? Like, I think it's Uncle Remus or Rebus. And he's like, tell story. I remember the Tar Baby, which is when like they dress up a tar. And I don't know what Brer is, but there was like Brer Rabbit, Brer Fox. Brer, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Brer is a sus word. Isn't it just like... No, no, no. But I think it's just like yeah. a... Kind of, yeah, I remember... I don't know what it means, so... But I, I remember there was like one of them got tricked because someone made a baby out of tar and the other person got stuck. So, and like a tar baby by, by its very essence is just blackface. It's black body. 
<laughs> it was like, like, they, like was, they literally got like tar and shaped it into like a, a person and put a jacket on it and tricked somebody with it. Yeah. I remember that. Why the hell have I seen this? Because it was never released in Australia. Zippity Doodah from it? It is. Yeah. Yeah, zippity doo like there, it was released in Australia on video. Yeah, when you go down at the end of Splash Mountain, zippity doo I was playing. Yeah, you, you, Sp- Splash Mountain is um, don't don't worry about going to the Civil Rights Museum or anything. <laughs> if you want to see a, a, a stunning insight into America's uh, past and race relations and whatever, you can go to the Martin Luther King Museum if you want. I mean, I have, but also on the same trip, I went to Splash Mountain. I I got as much <laughs> out of it, and I tell you what, they don't splash you with water at uh, MLK. <laughs> And if you want to get splashed, well, you're not going to get wet at Martin Luther King. They should add that feature. I'd love that because you have to. <laughs> it's, man, it's, pretty, a, it's pretty brutal. Have you been there? Imagine that, yeah. Where you stand, like, it's like, here is where he was shot. Yeah, they should someone like, so, like super soak you. <laughs> That'd be fun. I went on that same trip. I went on the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios. Yep. And they had the... Is it the Dilophosaurus? You're learning about all the histories. I've learned... Seriously, why leave Ancient home? Ancient history. Why leave home? Go to Modern theme America parks. history. Yeah. Um, and there was a Dilophosaurus. You know, the ones with like... The, they added the frills on the neck, which they don't really have. The one that the Newman Spits gets killed by. Acid, which again, Park. two things that... The, the two recognizable features of that dinosaur were invented by Steven Spielberg, which is so weird. But I guess they were genetically enhanced. You could add shit. Why would you add an acid spitting thing? I don't know. But... <laughs> It spat water and it wasn't just like a cute little squirt. It was like as if you've got a hose and you've turned it on. And I don't know if it was because I was sitting at the front or what, but it was like, imagine a forceful stream of water hitting your dick and it hurt so much. And I screamed, ow, it's, it got my dick. Yes. And the whole boat laughed and Kiko was next to me and was like, he still brings it up to this day. That's he's just so like, good. he's like, I'll always remember you, an adult on a ride going, ow, it got my dick. Getting acid, acid just jet to the straight dick. Straight to the dick. It was so fun. And I was soaked and miserable. I was like, That's actually, yeah, that, that's a deleted scene from Jurassic Park. Newman yelled. Oh my dick Yeah yeah I felt like a real Newman that day Uh 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 You didn't spray me in my dick Man it was It was so fucked I think they've replaced that right now anyway It's weird that they haven't revised Splash Mountain with, like, It's incredible like, that they have just, Oh yeah it's, <laughs> just, toy, it's Toy Story now Yeah yeah Oh now it's um Yeah Wally or whatever Like whatever It's, just... it's the good dinosaur thing <laughs> Now it's Cars 3 <laughs> Yeah it's insane I love it. And it's like a staple of every Disneyland yeah, totally. They're it's like, kind of them just going like, yeah, come on. <laughs> See what we'll say. Yeah. All of the parks, yeah, hilarious. It's, it's weird that they haven't made all the Haunted Mansions, the Eddie Murphy movie themed. So weird. <laughs> so weird that he's not out the front doing like his delirious set. <laughs> like an animatronic. I was reading today, uh, this week. Fuck, again. sorry. Now I'm just imagining a Haunted Mansion just filled with Eddie Murphy's. <laughs> Poor Nash. All, no, no, just do, delirious Aaron. Just Eddie him Murphy's doing set, delivering the, their set at, at the same. It's the time. whole set, and you get a different bit each part of the ride. Yeah, it's actually fifty years of Haunted Mansion. I was reading this week as wow. I was doing my um allocated research on the toilet. Uh, was the first major attraction opened without well di- uh, post Walt Disney's death as well. Wow, mm, interest. There's something t- for you to learn, mm. and, and I think that's wrong actually. Oh, really? I think something else You're came questioning out. the knowledge yeah. that you read on Wikipedia or on the toilet? Look, I, I wasn't there for long. <laughs> I was scrolling. I was just getting takeaways. Big key points. But yeah, it was, it was designed when he was alive. He wanted to do a ghost house and hadn't figured out how to do it. I think No, you know what? I think his original plan was like you walked around it and they were like, this will take too long. So they may put people on the little carts. Right. And then bingo. 
Every time I go on that ride, it's always fucking Nightmare, nightmare Before oh, yeah. Christmas theme. Yeah, I've, I've been on it three times and it's twice been that. Yeah. I guess you and I like uh, holidays in the holiday season. <laughs> but I, I went on the OG one at Disney World. Right. Um, or no, Disneyland. You get, spook- you get spooked? I didn't at all. I'm not scared of... I ain't afraid, afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> Just uh, water spitting. <laughs> Dinosaurs, yeah, you are hell. you are afraid of getting acid spray to the dick. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna message him about it one and get get him to get, tell you about it one day. Kiko or Kiko, you're not the dinosaur. Or, or Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. <laughs> yeah, Sir Wayne Knight. <laughs> Would be good if he was knighted for being Newman. Like oh, England man. just I just chose bought, him. I just bought I just bought a house. Just a bit of a <laughs> just a huge brag. Um, but I bought the guy the real estate agent that I bought it off. His name is Wayne Gay. That's amazing. And every Have you got his single, business card? Every single time I remind that that's his name, I just think of you and, and how much you would appreciate that. Is it just... Just because it's like, I, I feel like, you know, when you were doing all the dumbass fake... When you were a kid and you're making up faint, fake names, it would either be like, you know, like Ian, I, I am gay or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Or you would be Wayne King. So yeah, Wayne, Wayne King. King. Uh, but Mike, this guy's like the best of both worlds. He's just like, bring it on. Yeah. Fuck. What do you... um? Because Wayne is such a funny name. Hopefully he never thinks. Does, I wonder does, if that does Wayne exist a... outside of Australia? Surely it does. Well, we're just Wayne Knight. Oh, Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. Wayne's World. Wayne's lots, World. Lots of Wayne's, <laughs> yeah. Wayne. Wayne Gretzky. Little Wayne. Little Wayne. No, you're right. It is so funny that Little Wayne's name's Wayne. Yeah. It's so Wayne's good. A su- I, rec- I would nominate Wayne as maybe the funniest name. Bruce is up there, I think. Bruce. There's heaps of names where you just hear a young person with them and you're like, you don't know, that's wrong. Like, you should be an older person. Also, I just love, like, oh, uh, his last name's Gay. Let's let's give him a first name that kind of rhymes. Did he roll rhymes into it? Was he one gay? of those guys that's like, hey, my name's, and look, I know, let's that, just get this out of the way. My surname's Gay. And my first name's Wayne. What a, what a hero. So, like, like that, that that dude would have been pun. Oh, how old is he? Pretty old, like 50. So maybe it was just like... He, 40, he, late 40. Was so. he made fun of being happy, you think? Or... Yeah, I don't know. But I, I mean, I, do you reckon at some point in his life he got called Way Gay? Way Gay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. That'd be I, a good rapper then. name. Way Gay? Yeah, way it's gay. like cool. It's like pro-gay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm Way Gay. Way pro-gay. Way Gay. But yeah, that, that's that. the only person who can do a diss track to Little Nas X will be Way Gay. <laughs> um, man, that's that, that guy's a hero for walking around and just and not changing his surname. That's bravery. Yeah. Family. There's, he knows about tangibility and what can and cannot be held. I like that. I'm happy for him. I want to buy a house now. I didn't want to but five yeah, minutes his, ago. Yeah, his name has sold you on the concept of buying a house. Maybe. Maybe it's... I'd, I'd love to see some, some birth certificates. Maybe it's like a psychological... <laughs> All right. Maybe you think you're being extremely woke and like on a subconscious level doing something that's good for the gay community. Even though it's not... He may be gay. Who cares? Amazing if he is gay too. That's like... <laughs> no, that's so had, good. They get kids. But that's the, gay yeah, people have kids. That's true. <laughs> But maybe it's like a business strategy because I know these, you know, people always say lawyers and real estate agents like just the worst people on the planet. Um, maybe it's like a tactic that he's using. He's taking advantage of this community and he wants you to think that if you're not buying this house from him, you're actually being homophobic. Right. I reckon it's like a either he's just surnames gay. I'm going to give you two options. <laughs> either his surname's gay <laughs> or, or he's like conspiracy. an evil mastermind yeah, yeah. and he's... If you don't buy a house from him, you're homophobic. It's basically what he's... Which of these two options would make you want to buy a house more? The first one, that his surname's just gay. Okay, right. I don't want to fall folly to his thing. (laughs) Like, it's like, yeah, imagine if it's just like, poor black kid is your surname. And then you're like, (laughs) 
oh fuck i've got to buy the house because i don't want this kid to like not go to school and <laughs> this could be like a crazy strategy or like p- person of you know domestic violence victim of domestic domestic violence and you're like well if i don't buy the house that's a long name like my name is deborah yeah they're from serbia deborah. or something yeah. <laughs> It's fine, I've got Serbian cousins. What's up if you're listening? <laughs> but it's like, you know, it could be a hardcore tactic just going for, like, taking on a minority's name. Should I call him and ask? Um, Live show. Okay, great. <laughs> live show is just you, me, and he's the audience, and me asking, going, well, we'll take some questions now. And it's me actually asking him If questions. he was your co-host of this podcast, would you call the podcast Wayfam or Gay, Gay Fam? Gay Fam, absolutely. Okay, Again, great. no, because then I would be doing exactly what he's doing <laughs> and pretending that this podcast is... Uh, uh, for like that we're gay and it's all about being gay and it probably is in a way but also, definitely <laughs> but also i don't want to yeah but i'd rather like not rub people's nose in it right yeah this is a super gay podcast <laughs> but it's not like i'm not making money out of being gay here you know I'm, i've never said that <laughs> and not like wayne gay who's Making money out of being super gay and mostly making money out of out of out of buying houses, but but you have to question how much of the percentage of that money is is he getting? Yeah, is his boss in on this? Is his boss <laughs> also falling for it? I mean, how 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 far up does this thing go? I mean, I'd love to find out. Yeah. Anyway, enough of once enough about once upon a time in Northmead. Yeah. That's then you're I, gonna get you just now. doxed yourself. I doxed, I doxed my entire suburb. <laughs> you doxed everyone in Northmead. Um. You know, Noon, friend of the show and uh, my other creative partner. Yep. Uh, his surname's not... No, no, his middle name is Mead. Right. Didn't know it was a middle uh, name. So, like, like an like, alcoholic beverage. Yeah, like the, it's like Viking wine. Yeah, his middle name's in Mead, M-E-A-D. Right. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> the more you know. Gay, so- Mead. Everyone has very interesting names today. <laughs> All of a, oh, you know what? I've got a sword. Speaking of names... In Fire Emblem, it's called the Leaven Sword. Yeah, oh. it's pretty. It's really a really good sword. You can like I mean, it's fine. electrocute people with yeah. it, like but diagonally. It's sick. So if you get if someone like shoots an arrow at you while you're holding you're it, like, you zap them. Yeah, it's dope. Hell yeah! I, I use that one. I'm the that sword of the creator, Tyler the creator. Do you reckon that's the best game of the year so far? It's my favorite game of the year, hands down. And uh, I'm looking at the games that are there. Yeah, it's it's officially in. You've got you've got one big game. Come, coming very soon that PC a, simulator PC yeah, building right, simulator yeah. could dethrone it could <laughs> Kojima's PC building system <laughs> that'd be sick that'd be so good yeah. <laughs> what if that's what Death Stranding is just building yeah building Kojima's PC so he doesn't have to wear sunglasses inside anymore yeah my, if, if my man's out here with 100% vision he hasn't made a masterpiece you know what I mean I want my, <laughs> my boy legally blind seriously though blind Kojima imagine a game made by blind Kojima that'd be wild <laughs> It'll be like sound based. Um, Angus normally serves like this um, this tea. What's it called? Uh, I forget the name. It's like bar- well, it's barley, barley tea. tea but barley it's tea. A, it's got a cool ass name. I'm gonna look. But for you it. like you put this package in the water and you leave it in there for half an hour. Yeah. And then it then you take it out. But yeah. you accidentally left it in overnight. So I left it in is, like for five days. Okay. It's so this is a lot a lot more strong than usual. And I, you've seen Borachar. I reckon I, I reckon that ca- caffeine's hit you. No, no, I haven't had a sip. I've been drinking water. Wow. Caffeinated water? This is just me. This is me in my home territory. This is me at a home game. Pink hair, Jimmy Jangus. Oh, yeah, I've got bright pink hair at the moment. My um, my guy's uh, leaving his salon or selling it or something. And so I've been doing this for about a year now. I've been blonde and the Frank Ocean album. (laughs) I haven't been that. (laughs) Uh, 
been doing my hair and it hurts a lot and it's kind of expensive. He's like, oh, I'm selling uh, the, the, the salon. Yeah, does it burn when they put oh, it yeah, so like your hair? Literally, you've got like, you get chemical burn and then your skin peels for like four days underneath. Yuck. It's fucked. But you get a few compliments the next few days. It's worth it. Okay. Good so to know. It's good. It's good if you have low self-esteem. <laughs> uh, the lower the self-esteem, the brighter the hair. <laughs> but he was like, this might be our, this is going to be our last one because I'm doing it really soon. And I, I haven't gone to a professional hairdresser for like the last 10 years or even longer. This is the first time I've had like a steady person I go to. I used to do it myself or just grow my hair out and then shave it and repeat. And I was kind of like, shit, you know what? Let's go out with a bang, homie. Oh, you got a phone call? I'm just going to pause this for one second. Sick. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What if you could steal a house? I guess what's it they're doing in Home Alone? <laughs> so... <laughs> We need, to, we need to stop talking about interesting stuff and start talking... Oh, yeah, you just talking. got a phone call because you're selling Lego. Okay, yeah, we can, we can just yeah, do let's, that. Let's, 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 let's keep talking about interesting stuff. Let's pimp your Lego out. Uh, oh, we got, we got an hour and heaps to go. <laughs> so that's true. When did you pause We got it? a lot of Tarantino talk to get through, but I'll, 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 be, I'll be quick. Yeah. Uh, I, I we got a lot, but I mean... We recently, admitted, recently admitted... Problem. ...to a problem that I had in the past, and that was a crippling addiction... To buying so, Lego. So. Oh no, that's two problems you've admitted. Two, yeah. I'm, in the like, I'm, I'm very podcast. brave. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't keep any secrets from no. you or our audience. No, I, yeah, I don't, I don't admit weakness. <laughs> that's my, that's my one. I've um, admitted nothing on this. So I was like addicted, addicted to the idea of like building Lego with my son. Well, that was what you told yourself. That was your. I reckon that was your push off the ledge each time you made a purchase. And You're then like, I, yeah, I'll build this with Archie one day. But then, like, it is not humanly like we could build a new set every every week. <laughs> and you still he'd be twenty five. Yeah, and and also most of your sets are based off movies. And if anyone's listening to this podcast, know your son is famously frightened of motion pictures. It was like I think that's why he the can't moving do it. picture. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> showed I showed him that one where the, the train, illusion of twenty four frames comes. The, and he was like, the illusion of twenty four <laughs> frames a second haunts the, your, the the notion of it haunts your son. <laughs> And you're like, well, great. Ninety percent of these are based off fucking movies. It's not going to land. These won't. This won't be good. So I, I legitimately am selling ninety percent of my Lego collection. I started listing them on Gumtree this week, yeah. and um, just then, uh, a, a man who said he would come at four p.m. called me. Oh, because m- must be through Gumtree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it, it is currently nine twenty p.m. Fuck. And, That's uh, why I, I just got um, Airtask to get rid of my couch for free. Like, I spent money. I was going to give that old one away. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to, like, wait at home. They're, no one's ever on time. I've, I've been gumming tree, gum treeing it up like a motherfucker. Fuck, you're week. brave. You're pay, more, way more patient than me. I remember trying to sell a dining room table on Gumtree. And 
everyone's like, yeah, I'll come get it. I'll come get it. And then no one came. Someone came nine hours later and then like said, I'll give you half. And it's just kind of like, well, yeah, fine. And you're just like, no, I hate that shit. I sold a fridge and a dish and, and a washing machine to two young dudes from Brazil yesterday. Um, and you came to Brazil. They came from Brazil. They came from Brazil. Come from Brazil. Come from Brazil, from Brazil and stay clean. <laughs> Obviously clean people. Um, and uh, I sold, well, an, I sold an, an, an ice cream lamp. I sold a little Tykes fire engine. What's that? Um, the last one. Like a like a ride on fire engine. For is that kids. the the brand Little Tikes? Little Tikes, yeah. It's like Band Aid. Like there's anything that's small you can call Little Tikes, technically. But there's only one, or is it just like does is there a monopoly? It's a, it's, no, it's actual brand. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. But I mean, like Fisher Price is the better. Right, one. right. Not Band Aid. Is yours brand name? Yeah, it was because brand name. Yeah. Well, I was just saying like there's other ones. Would you uh, still call that Little Tikes? Like small, like small, small kids. person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another real estate agent surname. <laughs> Disadvantaged child bike. Yeah, now I'm trying to sell a whole bunch of Lego. Yeah, so just then my wife had to... It was a fucking a set that I bought for like a hundred bucks, a Jurassic World set. Yeah. And Speaking of wet dicks, it was the wet dick set. That's right. The Wayne Knight's wet Chris dick Pratt's Lego wet, set. soggy wet penis set. <laughs> that's the worst. I messaged my friend then. I'm like, do you remember when it got... And he wrote back. He's like, yep, it got you. <laughs> um, yeah, 500 bucks. Yeah, that's great. It's a profit of $400. I, I, I should good. be getting the $500 from Universal Studios from probably never being able to have children. <laughs> Because that Dilophosaurus. <laughs> Fucking Dilophosaurus. Shot, shot wart at my dog. <laughs> shot wart at my dick. Shot wart. <laughs> Is that even an abbreviation? I'd love to start calling water wart. Water. Do you want some wart? <laughs> I'm going to do it. What is too long? Two syllables. <laughs> yeah. Considering like it's the thing that keeps everyone alive. It could be someone could be on their deathbed and saying like water and like can't manage that second one. And you're going And you just say like, he said wart. No, we should we should change the word wart that like, like the the skin condition to to water to water because it's uglier and takes longer. Yeah, what water should be wart? Okay, imagine going. I want a quart of wart. <laughs> like you could say so many cool things. It makes way more sense. For, like, do you want wart? I want not wart. If you're a warthog, because warthogs oh, don't have warts, but they do hang out by the water. I love it. It makes it makes too much sense, and it's spooky that no one's thought of this. <laughs> Um, I'm into shortening words. I think that's like the plot of 1984, isn't it? They just start <laughs> shortening words because everyone's dumb. But water, I think, is good. It's too long as is. Like, it could be somebody... Could, could, the, the extra syllable could really fuck you up. Yeah, so think of all the people that have died from dehydration because they weren't able to finish it's the word water. This whole planet's just all about water, isn't it? Like, what? So much of this planet just is about water. What? The sea... It's, it, man. You could have saved a split second in that. I know in that, that could have, this podcast. We we would only have half the episodes if <laughs> in our in our catalog. Can we talk about Quentin Tarantino, Angus? Or Quentin, are you, are you stalling because you don't want to rank his? Films? I, I don't think I'm going to rank. I, I know my favorite one, and then is this going to? The thing is, I haven't seen a lot of them for a long time, and I so want, I think it's just going to be gonna, an unjust okay, rank. All right, okay, well we're going to we're going to rank. I'll rank. You rank him, and I'm going to talk you can about. You weigh him. in. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. I think we. I have forced you to rank his movies when we when we watched the. Hateful and I think Eight. I found that very hard as yeah. well. I think we. You know what? <laughs> now I remember. Um, I tried to make us universally agree oh, yeah. on a on list everyone. and you got so angry yeah. about it. That's right. That's yeah. great. Yeah, but I was I like, it's not our list. Angry, <laughs> angry Angus was... It's not was, our list. No. <laughs> it's my It's And then you get two lists. That's fun for the listener. They go, oh, I'm 11. So well, yeah, now they're only getting one. It's, this is your rank. I'm, I'm refusing to rank. Right. I'm going to weigh in and I think that's fine. You don't have to like... <laughs> 
The Olympics would be a lot funner if there weren't all winners. You know, if you just go, that's pretty good in the second lap. The Olympics you... aren't all winners. Yeah, but I mean, even if there weren't one, two, three numerical, whatever, like places, it was, it was more vibes. That'd be good. Right. Like you, you three had a good vibe. You stand over there. You six, a medium vibe and you yeah. nine. Just the vibe was there, but maybe next year and everyone just gets vibes. Yeah, you guys all played a great game of wart polo. How good would that be? <laughs> The what sports? See, the only thing where it's not fun is water sports. Is a lot fun, more fun to say with that extra syllable. Did you know that um, the Olympic um, like grounds, mm. the Olympic in Stadium in Homebush, mm. right next door to Silverwort Prison? Oh yeah. Mm. Who's the real criminals there, huh? The ones that aren't abbreviating. The ones that water. aren't the government who trying to knock down more <laughs> stadiums and building new ones in the same place. I live. I have a fucking stadium like two minutes from my house. Yeah, now. it's so insane. It's so big. You can just see it from everywhere. Like that's that's house. kind of shit, isn't it? I mean, if, if they did things that weren't just shitty Parramatta Eels games, they there, didn't need it. No, they didn't need it. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a waste of money. I did go there once though, and it was fun. But like, yeah, but you'll never go there on, if no. it wasn't a free opening event. That's true. Yeah, you know me too well. I know you way too well. It's not even like a big stadium. Like it wouldn't do like U two concerts. No, that's yeah, that's that's <laughs> you're either a U two concert. Like I won't be going when now. you're. There's two types of stadiums. U two concert? concert or Parramatta Eels games. There's no in between in Sydney, <laughs> and Bono knows that, which is <laughs> which is why I'll be seeing him with. Noon. Oh my god, that's so funny! I forgot you bought U two oh, tickets. That's, that's, me, Noon, and Kiko. <laughs> It's like a plot of a bad episode of a bad scene. That'd be so funny if um if the, the Edge has a water pistol guitar <laughs> he and he sh- shoots you in the dick. Ah, he got my dick. <laughs> and it's like Bono's Elevation. like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Uno, <laughs> just I'm on the ground, my dick sore. When do they do? When do you two count in Spanish? I think it's that. Song. Oh, it's no. Which song is it? He starts <laughs> counting. Why would Bono count in Spanish? I don't know. He does, honestly. I guess Bono is kind of a Spanish word. Yeah, I think it means... Bono. Bono. It means erection. <laughs> Bono's Spanish. Yeah, like, Bono's Spanish. Is he? Oh, wait, no. It's like... I better put you two in there. I think it is, like, a Spanish word. <laughs> yeah, I swear he counts to, like, four in a song. Vertigo. Yeah. He goes, unos, dos, tres, catorce. <laughs> he does. I'm going to find it. <laughs> Vertigo. <laughs> I'm, I can't wait for them to play the song Vertigo when I watch the band U2 this year <laughs> that I forgot I bought tickets to until <laughs> I checked my email the next morning. It was like, oh man. <laughs> Hear this shit. I think he does it here. Yeah. The next lyric is Turn It Up Loud, Captain. What is this song? I've never heard this one before. Yeah, this one. Oh, there's like heaps of Spanish in this. Never heard this song in my life before. Was this on the free one that came with iTunes? Uh, no, this was... I remember this was out when I was like... Is that on no, the- I think this is in the... Um, sorry, I'm going to turn it off. No, that which Never one? apologize for turning a UT song <laughs> off. Vertigo. No, I was apologizing for putting it on. Okay, right. Vertigo was from How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. Right. It's from, um, a, from the Tomb Raider soundtrack. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I thought it was, but that's Elevation. Oh, that's right. About, yeah. That's the only U2 album Ooh. I know. <laughs> Elevation. I don't know why Ooh. it counts um, in Spanish. <laughs> no one knows. It's a mystery. 
the case of Vertigo, I was thinking about this awful nightclub we've all been to. <laughs> You're supposed to be having a great time and everything's extraordinary around you. And the drinks are the price of buying a bar in a third world country. You're just looking around, you see big fat capitalism at the top of its mouth. This sounds like me going off king about um, <laughs> Capitol Hill. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a worst version. Oh, you know what? It was used to advertise the U2 edition of the iPod. Right. Which is sick. That was the best iPod ever. Um, if anyone out there's got the U2 iPod and you don't want it anymore, hey fam, we'll, we'll U2 be- like actually made their own iPod? Yeah, don't you remember? I remember them being in iPod ads. No, they made an iPod and it came with every U2 album on it. <laughs> it was like the original sneak disc. That they- so much. Oh man. And it's, oh, it's signed by them? Yeah, how good's the photo of Steve Jobs and Bono? Have oh, you it seen has, it? Like, it's like it's black with like a red circle. Yeah, like yeah, we, U2. We, we made a Steve Jobs and Bono photo, an episode photo once. Yeah, it's so good. They both look like... Wow. Yeah. How's that shit? A sealed first generation iPod. Oh my God, $90,000. For the U2 one? For the U- If you have a U2 iPod, $90,000. <laughs> just... Sell that on Gumtree. Just the boys holding iPods. It's so cool. I love it. Yeah. There he is. He's so... He's so funny. Man, Steve Jobs looks different when he was healthy. Amazing. So, everyone, uh, we are going to spend the next rest of the rest of the episode Maybe as, two as best episodes. we can. What does it mean? Like, yeah, the, the next like ninety minutes minimum. Yeah. Uh, talking about how long were we before we paused? Quentin Tarantino. I don't know. We're we're about half an hour in right now. I, I think it was like less. I think it was like oh, well, now we are. Yeah. Now we are. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so, well, should we talk about Once Upon a Time first? Yeah. I think no, we no, because I don't want like people. I don't want people. No, I think to we should rank. We should no. We got to talk about it first, then people can. Otherwise, it like gives it away what we think of it. Okay, I thought you know we could, I mean? I we could sizzle. I could like do the ranking. And well, we could be talk like, about it. And then well, start where the do you reckon Once Upon a Time fits in? Uh, well, wait, that doesn't make sense because you'd say where it fits in. Let's discuss this for the rest of the episode, <laughs> then talk about Once Upon. Wait, a what's time. the best way to do this? It's talking about the movie. And yeah, then we do like, the ranking. Let's talk about the movie. So we're going to, yeah, we're yeah. going to spend the next ninety minutes talking about Quentin Tarantino, his movies, and specifically. Uh, Once Upon a Time in America, we're going to be going... No, guess, Hollywood. <laughs> what did I say, America? A, What's that one? Is that, the, is that Five All Gone five No, there, there's a movie called Once Upon a Time in um, America and Once Upon a Time in the West, like right. famous Sergio Leone films. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, and this is a, that's um, and then there's Once Upon a Time in Mexico by Quinn Tarantino comrade Rebel Rodriguez, Rodriguez. lover of um, cauliflower-based pizzas. He wrote Vertigo by you two. He, yeah, he helped Bono, and Bono helped write um, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, little known... <laughs> Little known fact. <laughs> Spy Kids 3 is also on every iPod, YouTube yeah. iPod. It comes with the whole YouTube catalog and Spy Kids 3D. <laughs> it's got all, all, the, all the different edits of Spy Kids 3D. Yeah. Fuck, Rodrigo is a crazy one. <laughs> I, I love so it. Many, though, yeah. I've been thinking he about him a lot in the kids. last week because yeah, I've been thinking about um, the, the Grindhouse package. Oh, yeah. Of the two of them. Yeah. And I wish they would do that again, but it was a, such a massive flop. It was a flop and... The idea of Grindhouse just didn't translate out of the US. I was going into it. it didn't, that's why they split it. Well, I think they should have shown it. I, I, I was lucky enough to see it as a Grindhouse. Yeah, me too. I, I saw it in America. Oh, sick. I saw it at the Chevelle in Paddington. Yeah, because there, there were like two proper screenings of it in Australia. Yeah, and then they split them apart and released them like six months apart. Yeah, so it was dumb. so stupid. And also, those movies suck on their own. Like, totally, you, you need to. I well, mean, they, 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 death proof significantly less. So, but, yeah, but like, it makes so much more sense to see them in this great package with the trailers. And yeah, it's how it's supposed to be seen. Edgar Wright's trailer. Yeah, the fact they went like that, it was just kind of like Eli Roth. Yeah, it's just it's it's disappointing. 
And it was dumb because they're like, I remember the thinking was from movie distributors. Uh, the idea of a double feature grindhouse doesn't work outside of America. And it's like, well, you're just going to make these movies worse by separating them. It loses. It's all about presentation and like the context. It's and insane that they never revisited the grindhouse concept again, but we did get a full blown machete movie and then several a, a sequel. Of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Several of them. And that's that because that, that all comes from one of the fake that trailers. A fake trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that Robert Rodriguez made with Danny Trejo yeah. for it was sick. I think grindhouse. Eli Roth made a fake trailer. Danny Trejo made one, and same Edgar with Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah he, made he made don't. No, don't. That's like, yeah, don't. don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was killer. that door. Don't. <laughs> yeah, it was sick. I loved it. It was such a good way to see him, like the missing reels and stuff. Yeah. Oh so man. funny. So great. Played for laughs. Um, so yeah, we're going to spend a while talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, <laughs> uh, More so like Hollywood, right? Just so everyone, I just want it out in the clear, we are going to talk about it on this episode and the next episode of Hey Fam. The next episode is a Pay Fam episode. So if you're one of those people that gets extremely mad when we don't completely wrap up a conversation before we'll probably going, wrap it up and then start the ranking we, on the we next one. We probably won't. But we'll, we'll 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 see what we do. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. We do two episodes of Hey Fam every week. One Ooh, of them is does. for free, so you can get a free episode of Hey Fam every single week. Yeah. We'll never ever change that. That's not changing anytime. But if you want a second one, some would say the better, the, the superior episode of Hey Fam every the single week. The shoes off episode if you're Quentin Tarantino. Patreon.com/slash Hey Fam. Um, you get two episodes of Hey Fam every single week. You get access you sure to do. the Hey Fam Discord, the Hey Fam Facebook group. It's fucking great. There's tons of extra You get access episodes. to the um, Hey Fam discourse. That's right. <laughs> every week. There's so much discourse. Um, and all you need to do is go to patreon.com slash Hey Fam. It costs five bucks a month for bonus episodes, including this week's one, which will be all about Quentin Tarantino movies and our favorites. I've been putting away a lot of wart lately. Yeah, Angus just smashed some Huge wart. 3 a.m. pisses. <laughs> just... Yeah, I feel I'm, like I'm the Dilophosaurus. I've been trying to drink four liters of wort every day. Yeah. 3 a.m. My toilet bowl is my dick and my dick is the Dilophosaurus. <laughs> and I'm just just, just spurting <laughs> with great force. And your toilet bowl yells. And my balls are the, the, the frilled neck. <laughs> Actually, I think about that dinosaur does kind of look like a weird dick if you did that. If you nah. stretched your scrotum out and stuff around your penis. <laughs> Send pics to um, Angus, pics Dr- Angus Druskett. To at, at Puppetry of the Penis, <laughs> yeah, my oh other my account, my first job. Have you ever seen that show? No, I just remember seeing it. My like, friend worked at a theater when Puppetry of the Penis was like at its peak. Yeah. And um, back when you could put the N-word in scripts, and if your name was Quentin Tarantino, we also did shows called Puppetry, Puppetry of the Penis. And, and so one, apparently one guy had a really big dick. <laughs> and and he could you know do crazy shit with his dick. Imagine that's. But then but then the, the other guy he had like a pretty small dick, but he had massive balls, <laughs> like a huge sack. Was that the joke? No, but like the, he could just do heaps of crazy Ball things stuff. with his sack. Just imagine like the court, the casting for that. Like I, if you I got, don't know if it was you got a cast. giant hog. Imagine being the casting director for Puppetry of the Phoenix. Imagine just going. I've been gifted. It's like boogie nights. Like you've been gifted this wild hog, and you got to put it to use. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I remember reading an interview with them and it was like, oh, yeah, the, the, the only thing we hate having to do is like, like when, you get, when you make a tree and like... The, What's the, the tree? The interviewer realizes they're talking about when you get a boner while, while performing puppetry of the penis. Jesus. I mean... Good, good story. Good yeah, journalism. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no puppetry of the penis in Once Upon a the Time The puppetry of the producer, mm. the film producer in this case... I don't know who produced it, <laughs> but Quentin Tarantino had final edit. I was reading today because um, when the Weinstein allegations came out, he left immediately. Who they were developing this film, right? And then he just didn't open bid to any studio, 
and Sony, he said, I want to own the rights to this movie wholly in 10 years. Right. I want Final Cut and I want 95% of the money. He made this like extraordinary deal or something and Sony were like, yeah, okay. Sony are just just crazy enough to let to do to sign any seriously deal. Yeah, yeah yeah mental they were like yeah yeah cool but um we really want <clears throat> um the main character in this movie to um to be into dubstep and uh, a big beam of light hitting the sky in the third act what was the the email the Amy Pascal email it was like you wanted him to be in like, parkour yeah parkour and jujitsu or something to do parkour. yeah yeah capoeira <laughs> yeah Charlie Manson has to do parkour in this. <laughs> Um, so this is the ninth official the ninth film Quentin by Tarantino Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino who still keeps saying he's going to retire at 10. We got, we got Leonardo DiCaprio returning for his second time with Quentin. Both, after, um, both leads returning for their second. Brad yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Brad Pitt yeah. returning after Inglourious Bastards, uh, Leo after Django now, you, Unchained. Before we were going to the characters, were you, were you super across this movie before it came out? Were you excited for it? I knew the concept that I'd watched the trailer and I was like, I'm in. Yep. And I didn't read any reviews. I didn't like, I heard people on podcasts mention it. I knew that there was going to, I, I knew like weird things. Like I knew that the ending was, was bloody, you know, yep. just like dumb little things like that. But beyond that, I knew nothing of, Oh, we're going to say there's heaps of spoilers in this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the extreme spoiler, I think if I was, you know, if, if I hadn't seen this right now, I'd be angry to hear anyone talk about it at length yeah. at, at all. So get out of here. Get out of here. Go Come see, back next week. See you in two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. See you then, pal. Um, and we're back. Yeah. Hello. Um, yeah, I was very excited. A big QT fan. Yeah. Um, I think it's great you can be a Quentin Tarantino fan and not be a 15-year-old boy with a Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction poster in your room. Like, I think that's still a thing you can be. And it's great that we are that. You know what? Yeah, no, sure. And I think, yeah. I don't know, did it become in vogue to not like him recently or something? I mean... I, this I, movie's been super well received and... I think we've, we went, you know, there was... He definitely has been called out for being problematic in, in many different ways as a person, as a director, as, as a, a story writer. Character as, in as, um, Pulp Fiction. Exactly. As so many, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't necessarily endorse everything quentin tarantino has we ever should done endorse everything no. anybody does no that's totally just, but yeah that's like the number one lesson in life like, exactly I, and I, but i think no i i think i enjoy the fuck out of quentin no, he's a terrific movie. filmmaker and i think without him i wouldn't have been privy to so many different cultures films and so many different types of filmmaking and yeah entire genres and like nations of uh film that i had no idea existed he's and, like a dj Absolutely. Like, you know, picking and choosing. Like but does it really putting well? Putting a crazy playlist together. But does everything. it super well? Yeah, totally. Like, does it insanely well to the point where he's helped invigorated many smaller film industries because of his taste and appeal? Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. He's like a DJ. And he's like, he is a film DJ freak. Quentin like, he doesn't do Tarantino. it for, he doesn't do it for like clout. He does it because he's, he's like a walking, talking dictionary. He, you know, he does it for his, his own clout. He loves film. He, he wants it. He wants him. He wants to impress. He wants himself. to make movies he wished he watched. Yeah, yeah. That he didn't make is the, and, the idea I get. And he loves. He loves film. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he always wants to. And he was. There was always a. Cool, like I remember in the nineties. Like even before I was ten, I remember like knowing, hearing the name Tarantino, and watching like interviews with him and stuff. Because he was on The Simpsons. He did he guest direct. He like in the they. The joke is that he guest directs. Oh yeah, an episode of Itchy and Scratchy, and then and then he's actually in it. But he was just this like, young dude from Khan. And, yeah, you know what I mean? That's like, what I'm saying. Violence. It's in my. It's in my. It's in our cereal, man. <laughs> he's just like was just this new injection of life, and that like 
early 90s filmmaking where there was a lot of it's him and films. Kevin Smith well, I was going to say it's amazing Miramax. To, there were so many other directors obviously but it's amazing to just follow their trajectory like yeah of course and yeah, this yeah. one even more so this film more so uh, leans into following both of their trajectory because yeah, Clerks and Pulp Fiction come out in the same year Miramax put them both yeah. out um, Rose Dogs was made Yeah, before obviously But also just made for a little bit more than what Clerks was made But same kind of deal Like independent <laughs> yep. film um, Rose Dogs had name actors in it That's its huge difference Had mm-hmm. like Harvey Keitel and Steve Buscemi and Tim Roth And uh, you know Michael Madsen Michael Madsen But yeah, the Clerks had um, Kevin Smith and Jason <laughs> Muse. <laughs> I mean and the guy who plays Randall. And, and Dante. <laughs> Dante. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, the good people and of the New ber- Jersey. Berserker guy. Yeah, yeah. All the good characters. <laughs> you know, I, I read that um, he's making that new Jay and Silent Bob movie. Oh, yeah. And it's... That's his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, isn't that's it? That's right. But um, the Clerks is set in the quick stop. Yeah. Like, you know, like a, a convenience store mm-hmm. in New Jersey. And because it's too expensive to make movies in New the Jersey, oh. they've had to remake a quick stop. In New Orleans, where yeah, they're wow. filming the sequel. Not my quick stop. Mm. Not my quick stop. Hollywood, man. It's crazy. Hollywood, weird. And that's what I learned yeah. while watching. That's that. That's like movie. a fact I would make. Um, yeah. So I knew a little bit about this film. I, I try to avoid everything about it, like the plague. I, I, I honestly think, as much as I love Tarantino's earlier films, I think he's a filmmaker who's like gotten. He, he's he's not lost quality as a filmmaker. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, when there are I go, films when you I go like more than top... others, and I think that depends on what genre you like or what version of him you like. Totally. When I go through my top three later, like they're all the the classic ones are still they're not they're certainly not down the bottom. No, but like yeah, my, my favorites are, are, are a lot of the more recent yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think he's just he's made like nine really well. I don't. Death Proof's his weakest film. Uh, but in the context of Grindhouse, it's a lot. It sounds better. like the beginning of a ranking, Angus. No, but I th- it, that's without a doubt the bottom of the list for me. But it's uh, in the in the you know he's just made really good films. I think. And yeah. Written great screenplays. True Romance. Uh, arguable. You don't like True Romance? I mean, I think. I, I the the. I'll talk about it more when when I'm talk, going through my ranking of it all. But so many of my opinions towards the movies are also so rooted in my memories of watching them for the first time. Yeah, right. And like so many of his movies, I watched for the first time while like, like wagging school yeah. and 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 drinking with my other friends when I was a teenager and like like normal teenagers. Whereas me, the uh, yeah. the non disrespecter of um, auteur vision, yeah, totally. We watch these movies in like darkness no pausing so like just... yeah i'll associate like true romance with like bucket bongs as opposed to yeah christian slater's performance yeah rude <laughs> rude i say and, i don't know like like natural born killers is that you, you wrote that as well yeah, yeah. yeah but i mean like do you Harrison? have like it's funny like you know the 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 outliers to quentin tarantino's movies that are ones that he was involved with that aren't necessarily his movies are like yeah mm. natural born killers true um, romance true romance he even wrote the script for crimson tide like he tidied it up that. what was um What's the one where George Clooney is his brother and they're oh, um, Death from Dust Till Dawn. Dawn and then Four Rooms. Yeah. And of those, I think... We like, made like a short part of Four Rooms. I think it's like Probably several. the best part with yeah. like Bruce Willis. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. The, it's the best yeah, yeah. part. But I mean, that's like an anthology film that he's not written the whole thing. Totally. But yeah, like all, the, all those outliers, like a... a I, I outliers. Outliers? I think so. Well, let us know in the mispronounced thread outliers. on the Discord. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, outliers. I was like, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> outliers. <laughs> Sometimes I've never heard people say words that I've No, read. it's fine. It's like, that's fine. You should never... 
This is yeah. You should never make fun of pronounce mispronunciations because it shows somebody's reading it and they've, yeah. they've taught themselves how it's pronounced. I was reading it in one of my dumbass comics for Japanese teenage boys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> to keep the ja- written by the Japanese government to keep them subservient. <laughs> That's what Shonen Jump is. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I-, I think yeah, his most recent movies have got me so excited for just. Just him and like, you know, all, I feel like, I don't know. It's an event now when it happens. And it's funny because I kept thinking while watching Once Upon a Time last night that it was probably, it's 27 years since his first movie. And I'm like, fuck, was that like watching Goodfellas a Casino and going like, man, I can't believe it's the new Martin Scorsese movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. And like to me, because I was like, you know, Scorsese came out before my birth, but also while I was like growing up. It was just a guy who'd made a bunch of movies. I wasn't aware of like how many decades there were between them. But I was like, man, that's like a long passage of time. He's almost been making movies for 30 years. Mm. And like, just sitting there, I was like, fuck, you, you know, love him or hate him. You don't get these movies that often. Like, this is kind of crazy. It and feels he, like, like, how long ago was He's um, like an elder statesman now. Hateful Eight was like two, 2015. Three, two, oh, right. Shit. Yeah. So it was like four, four years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Crazy. And before that, Django was like 2013 or 12. There was, yeah, that, that's the shortest length of time between yeah. two, two of his movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, Once Upon a Hollywood, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I said it right. Dollywood. <laughs> um, Hollyweed. Uh, <laughs> I loved this movie. Yeah, man. I, I, I was having so much fun watching it. It was such a good film. I, I, I knew a lot about the Manson murders. movie. Did you know a lot about the Manson murders? Yeah, so, yeah, so what did you know going in? Obviously. I knew it. Well, I knew that it was about the Manson. I knew it was going to be about the Manson family. I knew obviously, that it was knew... set to the backdrop of the Sharon Tate murder. Yeah, when we knew that was... That was knew uh, that was like she set was to being the backdrop. By, but other um... than that, I'd only heard snippets of Tarantino saying like it's a very personal movie for him because it's like a, he grew up there and it's like one of his early memories. Yeah. Um, and... and I just... And the only thing I knew is like I was waiting to hear... I knew that they were pretty confident with the film because it premiered like two months earlier at Cannes and the I, I wasn't reading specifics but the general feedback was like a you know they, they, they always stand Cannes have this like hilarious thing where they like stand for seven minutes after every movie and they're like it got a seven minute ovation you're like yeah fucking so did like <laughs> like Hellboy 2 or something oh yeah, yeah but the, the feedback was like this is the best critically a lot of people were like this is the best Tarantino in a long time but he also told people not to reveal the ending he's like please don't spoil this movie yeah. Which then I'll be going like, oh, okay. I think I know what's going to happen. Well, I kind of, yeah, I guess, yeah, knowing, like, I read, I knew that, like, um, Margot Robbie's portrayal of of, uh, of Sharon Tate, um, I knew that, like, people were criticizing the fact that it was small in comparison to mm. Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's roles, and that the three of those characters, although, sorry, Leo and, and Brad's characters don't really interact with her at all during the movie. Yeah, but in a way, her presence is, I found, like, omnipresent in the film oh one of the best scenes in the entire movie is when she's watching herself oh yeah but also like she's kind of the glue of the story totally yeah yeah. but you don't realize that until the i wonder how much of that is marketing that they put her in i mean i'd say that's got more to do with marketing than his screenplay Oh no i I think it's good i think like uh, such a big part of this i think is um okay we are going full spoilers so if if you keep listening uh, this is on you so you know he, he revises the big the big twist in this is that he does a little bit of history revision. The Sharon la... Tate murder is prevented. Yeah, um, and uh, it's very inglorious bastards. Totally, and I think you could, you could you know accuse him of, of being a bit crass and tasteless in his decision to do that. But 
what I think he it's does. It's so funny. Yeah, well, obviously the, that final scene is insane. thinking about Leo and the yeah. pool. It's insane. <laughs> but I think what this, this film is really successful in doing is like kind of letting people know about who Sharon Tate was. Instead Her sister of being... was a consultant, apparently. And right. she was wearing all the necklaces and jewellery that Margot Robbie's wearing as Sharon's. And she had a half-empty bottle of perfume that she was wearing on set. And the sister was in like all of the shots that she was in. Apparently, yeah. Because all, all you really know of this, obviously, you know, we're, all you we're know people, about it, she died. We, we, we lived in the eighties. We grew up. We, we were born in the eighties, so obviously, we weren't, weren't around when her movies were in cinemas. Our parents probably weren't even seeing them in Australia either. You know, it's what, three like, Val, Valley of the Dolls. Mm. That's her, and then the, the one that we see her making in the mo- in in this movie, yeah. um, whatever it was called. I forget the name with uh, fucking Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Um, but you know what Dean Martin's saying. <laughs> What's that's Amore, didn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were we watching recently when that was on? And it was like subtitles. I would. Yeah, I watched something else where someone was seeing. Were you that's here? I can't was remember. that Tommy? Could have been Tommy. We're very very similar, me and Tommy. Uh, no one comes here, so I'm just trying to think of the two people who have been here. <laughs> I, I have the strict no guests policy. Um, but uh, what I think, yeah, like we all we know is that she's a footnote in the Charles Manson history, and then also we know that she We're was not a footnote. Yeah, she's like the she's the, the she's the tragedy of the Charles of Manson story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Without her, the Charles Manson story doesn't really exist. Like, and but you know, with that, she's the, the end of the hippie era. Everything's kind of tied up with that moment. That's the moment, like free love and everything died but then we also know that she was married to um, roman polanski Polanski, who i know as the a pedophile the pair the (laughs) married director who also like escaped to europe has never been backed in because he raped a 13 year old yeah at jack nicholson's house yeah shit wow yeah hollywood man (laughs) hollywood maybe it should have died (laughs) hollywood yeah but i think this this movie is really successful in like uh kind of showing Obviously, like apparently, Quentin Tarantino has been like actually spoken for years about how like you know what a admirable actor she was and like you know what a tragedy her death was and I think this movie's like you know biggest success is you care about this character so much even though she is just kind of part of the background almost of this yeah. film as opposed to the fourth. I find interesting that her sister was like he didn't want to do it without her blessing, like her family, her living family. And- yeah, yeah. She she was at the scene where she goes to the cinema to watch herself, and she was like, "I was like seeing my." You know, they always say that stuff like Andy Kaufman and uh, yeah, yeah. But I I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, that's I'm surprised that's not like a wider story going with the promotion of this. But more than anything, and this is like such a cornball thing. It is literally at the end of the day, it's like a love letter to like the industry, isn't it? It's like such a movie about the industry of filmmaking. Oh, and, and like- this era that doesn't really exist anymore, and like. There's all like, it's funny. I was watching it and I was just like, man, there's so many movie studios mentioned in this. I'm like, there's like two now. You know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> it was such an early Wild West. Yeah, of course. And it was like yeah. the creative peak, maybe, of the industry. Like, you know, there's fantastic films from like the 20s and the the, the 50s. You know, without like, put, putting asses on seats. And there's obviously some standouts that have stood the test of time. But the 60s and especially you know leading up to the 70s, the 60s is where like these films started really. 
you know, younger, the, the first generation filmmakers had died out and was getting just on the brink of like New Wave America. Yeah, totally. With like easy writers and stuff. Yeah, and like you, you, when you when people do like best 100 films of all time, you will seldom see like, you know, you'll see Gone with the Wind. You'll see Gone the with 30s. the Wind. You'll, you'll see, see Citizen Kane, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You'll see like some silent film that people throw in because they think they have to. But then there's like, you know, more than 10 movies from, from the 60s. Well, it's like, you know, those early films were like pure entertainment. It was like, but not all of them, but majority there was like, you know, there was like world wars going on. A lot of these films were like matinee pleasers. Sure, or, of course. You know, yeah. like minstrel style shit with like the Grouch, with the Marx Brothers. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, sorry, vaudeville style stuff rather. Not <laughs> well, minstrel. We, a little bit of minstrel. <laughs> well, no, they yeah. do do blackface. I, 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 <laughs> one of my, fa- yeah, my favorite. Uh, one no, no, it's not. Is it my favorite Marx Brothers black. One of my favorite Doc, um, Marx Brothers ones is the one where like he like to 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 hide from someone. He like puts black. He, like he, he touches the tires and and puts, gives himself a black face. And then they do a song with like, a jazz band. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's like it's everything. so good until that moment. But everything from I remember was... watching it because my grandpa had all his movies on yeah, VHS. Yeah, my grandpa. And um, I used to always, I, I got, actually, like, they're really, really fun. Yeah, they're hilarious. But then that happens in, like, you're, even when I was in high school, I was like, I don't know if this is okay. Yeah, no one no one knew. They were told it was funny. It was just, you know, these people, they weren't allowed to ride on the bus. Imagine, yeah, fucking hell. Imagine being told, like, no, 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 it's funny when they when we do this to it's look fun, like it's you. Fine. Like, yeah, fuck. To, to a room full of white people with no black people yeah, on the yeah. crew and everyone laughing. It's, yeah, man, it's great. Hey, how about jazz music? <laughs> But this, you know, the 60s was like this new era of filmmakers and that, that that's what this movie's about. Like, Roman Polanski is like a rock star in this. You know, he's you barely see him. No, totally. Um, He looks like Austin Powers. Is he a rock? I, I feel like they do make him a little bit pathetic in this. No, but I mean, everyone's like, he's making the most exciting movie. Like, oh, of even course, yeah, yeah. Th- he's like this new blood of Hollywood. And then you've got um Leonardo DiCaprio's character, uh, Rick um Dalton. Yeah, Rick And Dalton. he's like has been of that older era yeah where you kind of just watched stuff that wasn't like perhaps made for artist like someone expressing their artistic self it was made yeah, because totally. it was like we got to make the movie about He's, you're killing a star you're a star yeah you, know, you were like, a star he, yeah you did everything you were you're on um variety shows you were tap dancing and singing you're a cowboy you were hunt, hunting nazis and like yeah this is this is definitely like Tarantino's most personal movie because he's such a lover of film. So they, he, there's a, it's a, there's so many direct, um, it's a movie about the references totally. and homages to like, you know, like at one point we see, um, Rick Dalton, uh, like Leo's character, um, inserted into the great escape. Yeah. And someone's and, asked, yeah, he's like, is it true that you, it was between you and Steve McQueen? Yeah, totally. You and see like, like, it looks, what looks like to be alternate takes. And um, there's uh, and an episode of FBI. Yeah, totally. And then there's uh, oh, that was great. That was my, one of the f- best moments of the whole. I want to man those two doing commentary, talking about it. As oh, I like... want a Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt podcast. <laughs> I want them to do. They the com- can have Hey Fam. <laughs> I want them to do the commentary for the movie as in character. Oh man, that was so. They I could not believe how this is easily like the most I've ever laughed in a Tarantino movie. Is it, is, how hard is it to believe that's the first movie they've been in together? I know, right? Yeah, that's why their chemistry is insane. Yeah, I mean they're just also sensational actors, but career bests in this. I what's think. your beside like what's before this movie? What's your because fa- this is easily my favorite Brad Pitt role. Easily, what and he's also MVP of the movie. Oh no, although the heaps of MVP moments. I know. I was like, I was like, oh, that was definitely like Brad Pitt's the hero of this movie. But then today, I was thinking, I was like, actually, a lot of my favorite moments of the whole movie are Leo moments. Leo is Leo is like consistently brilliant in this film, and. Man, he he. Apparently, it's the only time Tarantino's allowed to ad libs a bunch. 
Oh, can you? Yeah, fuck. You got to let those guys. But like, they were like, it was the only time Leo, and and, and it's Leo's bit when he's in the trailer, like talking to himself. Oh right, yeah right. That was awesome. That scene was incredible. Yeah yeah. It was so it was because he had a lot of trouble. Not trouble, but he was like, how do I play bad? a bad actor but then when I break and I'm good because I'm playing the real person like yeah, yeah. and you look back and you're like oh that'd be fucking hard because you're playing like a, TV, a 2D villain on a TV show but then when you know the characters say cut you go back to being you're like fully fledged apparently he, they're like he's like I played the character with bipolar and that was like part of it that he does have bipolar and it was like undiagnosed back then yeah right and it made it I knew that before going in and that made a lot of sense when you're watching him like cry and <laughs> yeah. have like breakdowns every 10 minutes the, like the vocal tick that he gave himself as yeah he well. starts like, like tw- i was like oh yeah it's like the aviator <laughs> oh man it was incredible and like but the, the- so this is like the death of that era and it's like the, it's in- i loved the idea of not loved the idea but it was great to see leo and brad pitt play has-beens like actually act their age yeah because totally. they're always aged down in most movies <laughs> totally and like it was great to see margot robbie play her own age while these guys played their own age, which I thought you'd never see them do. And it was all about them on the way out of an industry and, and being like old. She and wasn't their love in- interest. No, like, so many times they're told in this movie how old they are. Yes. So they're reminded so often. And, and I, I, I found that great. Brad Pitt's character, Cliff, has just kind of accepted his age and, you know, where he's, he's so at. comfortable with his trailer trash life. His dog. He just loves his Man, dog. Man, that's that's my favorite Tarantino relationship, I think. A boy and his dog. Yeah. It was such a good relationship. When he's feeling it, it's what was it called? Two, like two, Thing wolf. for Wolf? Yeah. I think it's a wolf. And it was like one was raccoon flavor. Yeah. And he just goes <laughs> home and cooks mac and cheese. <laughs> that was such an amazing montage uh like I love montage. That. Yeah, so Fuck much. man. Man. But that man, from the get go, this movie reminded me of a bunch of like link later stuff, like dazed and confused. I got vibes of just like driving or even like american graffiti like people driving around no dialogue and yes. just like radios doing the talking yeah, totally. and music and i i was like man i could watch it people i've heard a few people say wow it was really long and first of all i'm like well it's a tarantino film like he's barely made a, a quick punchy film um but i could watch like another half hour of just these characters driving around with no oh, dialogue i would i could watch like an entire season worth of uh that that tv western that leo was was in it was it was cool how like it just dipped in and out like no one a lot of these characters weren't together for a lot of the movie yes totally. and it was just kind of dipping in and out without and there's a lot of you just kind of going like oh when is this well for me personally i was like oh i wonder when is this a flashback is this not like and finally getting payoff like mm. an hour or two later favorite scenes Opening, I lo- I, like I was won over by this movie like immediately. Like I, I just the the seeing him like doing the uh, what was what's the name of the western show that he, he oh was, Bounty Law Bounty Law all the Bounty Law stuff like I, it was so well done. Yeah, the interview that he's doing with like the entertainment yeah. weekly guy or whatever at the start, and then the actual first opening shot of the movie, which is the like zoom in of that hilariously painted. Uh, portrait of from himself. A mo- of himself, but I love that yeah, that first shot, and it's them in, in the, the car, car, very reverse away from it. Like that was that's one of my favorite yeah. Tarantino because it's zoomed so far into his mouth in the painting. And, and you're like, what's zoom- going on? Zooms through in that. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's a gorgeous looking movie. Also, I got to say, like, definitely, and I'm not saying like the the fact that it is this makes it better, but I it, one takeaway I had it's like the most grounded Tarantino film yeah like, like I think it's it's so personal it's so it's grounded so, it, compared it, to like the hyperness of so many like the hyper reality of some of them like Kill Bill obviously number one like mm. so like 
you know, such a like hyper version of Japan that doesn't exist and such a hyper version of things. And, you know, that's the point of it. But even like, you know, for a lesser extent, like Pulp Fiction is pretty grounded, but then you're like, no one drives around in black suits or like that goes in. You know what I mean? Totally, this is like yeah. quite, I was surprised at how like grounded this was. Samuel Jackson's character isn't grounded at all. In, no. Uh, in Pulp Fiction. Um, the... I, 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 as much as I loved the no insanity, one puts watches in their asses. That's true. As, as much as I loved the uh, the insanity of um, the of the ending, I kind of wish that I wish there was a, a cut. And maybe we'll get this because we, we apparently there's a Netflix version which I is going to be four hours is. long, or is it to lie? Well, noon said it. Well, sorry, I, I I don't know if it's real or not. We know that there's a version of this movie with Tim Roth in it. Yeah, there's a longer version. Yeah, Tim Roth apparently played the butler to. Jay Sebring, the guy who chats to Leo, the, like the right. ex-lover of Margot <laughs> is, Robbie. Right. Okay. Sure. But yeah, there is a longer cut somewhere. Okay. Where where the Netflix rumors come from? Well, they, he recut Hateful Eight as four episodes on Netflix. Remember? Oh right. But okay, only sure. in the states. Right. I'd love to see that cut. Yeah, I gotta. It's watch like that. a mini series. Watch that cut. Gotta get that cut. Gotta get my cut on. <laughs> um, yeah, man. My favorite. Scene, I I love Brad. I love Cliff Booth going home and feeding his dog. I thought that scene yeah, was incredible. Yeah, excellent. Just, just loved the friendship between those two guys. Oh, so much. That my favorite, one of my favorite bits is when he's like, do you want to come inside and watch FBI? And he's like, well, I thought we'll go into it. I got a six pack. Yeah. Thought maybe we could order a pizza. <laughs> like it might be, the, maybe they're the best relationship I've seen in a Tarantino film. Yeah, because... There's a lot of people loners in his movies. Yeah, totally. That's why this movie feels so different. Well, Christoph Waltz and Django, such a... I mean, uh, you know, Dr. King, uh, Schultz and Django, that's like another great relationship, I find. And the movie's about... Oh, yeah, that is a great friendship. It's a great yeah. relationship. But this yeah. movie's so much... It's it's. I feel like his his uh, the relationships in his uh, in his movies and and the kind of like the the themes of his movies are always so face value. Whereas yeah. I thought this was a little bit deeper. It's you know overall is about. Well, they're all too cool for school. They're all like saying witty one liners to totally. outdo the other person. Like Jules and um, uh, Vince aren't even friends really in Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean? They just yeah. had like one bad day together. Totally. Yeah. Um, Fuck, I love Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. Man, I saw it. You know what? And it, with, I saw a tweet today. Um, and you know, like watching this movie, I was like, they're, they're, he is a, now like an elder statesman of filmmaking. Yeah, like he's not a new kid on the block anymore. He's not like the exciting of young course, guy. Yeah. Who, but also, there there will be a lot of people I th- thought while watching this that this movie, you know, to do with the current climate and culture of outrage culture, would just be like, this is such a bad movie because of these ten reasons. But then I'm just like. If you're going to a Quentin Tarantino movie and expecting, like, not these things... I'm not excusing, but, like, it's a film. Like, it's face value. It's like going to a Fast and Furious movie and being, like, angry that there's cars. (laughs) But this tweet I saw, and I was, like, curious to say... Someone wrote, Once upon a time in Hollywood is indeed peak Hollywood. Two aging white male leads, no women over 30, no women given more than a few lines, lots of slow camera pans over women's near-naked bodies, culminating in the graphic slaughter of women's bodies. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's kind of like what these movies are. Yeah, if I mean, you I, put it that way. I, but also, yeah, it is peak Hollywood. It's got the word Hollywood in the title. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I read that. I was just kind of like, if you're, that's the most lukewarm take because you've like listed traits of every one of these movies. Like, what about the hundred people that get killed in Kill Bill? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think 
I don't know. It, it's it, like going, fuck, I can't believe this Scorsese movie's about organized crime. But that, the context of it, if, if that's a girl tweeting that and if it's a girl who's dated someone like us who's just been fucking wanked on about Tarantino yeah. movies for the entirety of their relationship and forced... But we haven't done that. No, but I mean, you know, like there are far yeah. worse versions of us oh, totally. that host much more successful well, they, podcasts. Yeah, and they have the Pulp and, Fiction poster up in their room. Yeah, it, totally. Like, you know, like I, I think it, 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 the context is that like it's not really about Tarantino at that point. It's about... Hollywood and what 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 his movies inspire other people, people to yeah like you know gay hippie bullshit yeah but I was, it's just like complaining about Scorsese with like oh, I can't believe this is about the mob I'm so outraged <laughs> it's like yeah well like this is at this point in this guy's ninth movie you should kind of know what to expect yeah totally but you know what I, you know what I felt like watching this I was like fuck man like ten years ago there was so many oh man no sorry fifteen years ago there was so many imitators. Like yeah, now, no one's boon, trying to imitate. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No this, one, this really feels totally different, doesn't it? Like the pacing, the like structure. Like I was watching it, I was just like, oh, he actually is an auteur. Like his, no one paces a movie like this. Also, his guys. Him, I love his guys. Like he is in like the actors. Like oh, like Zoe Bell, Michael Madsen, Michael Madsen, like Kurt or, Russell, Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's good. His guys. Fuck, man. I maybe it's untrendy to like this movie. Maybe it shows my age or something. But I, I loved this movie. It's top three. Yeah, definitely. For um, me. I, in, I think in, in it's your top ranking, three. In yeah, your yeah, in my ranking that doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I, I cannot wait. I'm going to see it again this weekend at the Ritz. They're doing 35mm print screening. Uh-huh. And, uh, I, w- I want to hear like a comparison. I want to see all the moments. I want to hear about all the moments that you were like, that's a 35mm yeah. effect. I, 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 I can't wait. What millimeter did we watch last night? I didn't have my my millimeter <laughs> you, measure. You didn't have your ruler. No, I didn't have my my um, my measuring tape. But it could have been thirty four. <laughs> could have been thirty six. But I know I know it wasn't thirty five. Yeah, man, I I was like I really wanted to like this movie before going in because knowing what it was about and I, you know, I one of during my like huge true crime boon like ten years ago. The Manson Murders is like the Beatles. Like it's the, you know when you get into music, you've got that amazing discography to sink your teeth into. That's the one that they're all based off. Like you compare every other murder to that one. Like it's it's got the best villain, and it's horrible the way I'm talking about it. But it's Awful. got like, yeah. But it it, it was such an na- international event. Yeah. There was like a cult. It's also, kind of like the best. Also, it happened before you were born. It's like I, I, it's a thing of legend. Yeah, yeah. This guy wrote song with the Beach Boys. Like it's fucking crazy when you break it down, and it's. So intrinsically light tied to um, at the entertainment industry mm. and like with direct fallout. And like, unfortunately, yeah, like Sharon Tate never got to become the actress or, you know, go further than Fuck she man, ever did. That, that final scene <clears throat> where um, uh, Cliff's talking to her. Amazing. Not Cliff, sorry. Um, uh, oh, Le- not Leo's Cliff. Character. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rick. Rick is talking to her um, over the intercom. Yeah. And she buzzes him in. So good, like just yeah, and he's just, when he finds out like they all know him by his character name too. Yeah, he's so stoked. Because yeah, the whole the theme of the movie is about like has been. It's about being like, a has yeah. been and growing up and midlife crisis and all that shit. And I feel like you never really see those themes in in Tarantino's movies. And like, not a lot happens in this movie, but I don't think that's a bad thing. It's about feeling. It's a, like it's about. You could have easily put the chapter markers that he used in like Inglorious Bastards. I thought, like, yeah, where yeah. it kind of says like this segment's over, this segment. I'm so glad he didn't know. I, Same. I, I really, I, obviously, there are a lot of you know. I think he's Tarantino only done it Touchstone. three times. He did it for the Kill Bill movies, Bastards, and Hateful Eight. Right. He's used chapter dividers, but mm. I don't think he's done them. Oh, Pulp Fiction. He, like Pulp, like the different yeah, stories. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I'm glad you didn't too. It just added to like the kind of easy rider, like the 60s freeness of it. Where yeah, I liked just... having no idea what the movie was going to do next. Like, Yeah. Uh, man, I, I, I fucking love it. Brad Pitt's career high. Charlie do you know Manson, Tom yeah, Cruise what... was originally asked for that role? Jesus, wow. I would have been a completely different movie. It has to be Brad Pitt. He needs to get Tom Cruise in that. I, I, I want to see Tom Cruise in a Tarantino movie for sure, but also like he. I don't, oh, no I don't, one can do that. Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is nowhere cool. near as good looking yeah, as Brad Pitt. Like you cool. needed. I was like, what? When, the, when do you think on... he killed his wife? Oh fuck! I love that moment where you, like they're on the we'll boat never together. Know. When you just hear that noise. Like, Zoe Bell knows. I was reading an interview of her today, and she's like, "I know what happened, but she's like, I don't want to spoil it for anyone." Because she wasn't going to play that role. That was going to be Kurt Russell, like yelling. Right, and then. They were filming, she was blocking the fight, like, and shooting it to then send to Tarantino because you know how she's like the stunt coordinator. I didn't realize that's so oh, awesome. So she did, she's like plays the bride in a lot. She did like, she's like, started off as like a stunt double. Right. And so obviously Death Proof is her first movie. Yeah. And then she's been in like every movie since. Yeah. Yeah. Who was shooting Django? Um, she is one of the people that works at Candyland. She wears like a mask at the bottom oh, half yeah, right. of her face. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, whenever you hear that Aussie accent, it's her. But he was shooting. She was like blocking the scene, the the Brad Pitt and Bruce Lee fight scene, and was like, "Okay, this is what it's going to look like. If you're happy with it, I'll fill in for Kurt Russell." And then he was like, "Oh, you n- get into makeup and get. Did you bring your cowboy hat? Because she always wears it." She's yep. like, "Yeah." He's like, "Get into makeup. You're going to do the scene. Like, be the wife." And they had another person who was going to be the wife or something. And like, you're you're so good in that scene, like being Kurt Russell. Um, just you know do you that's rules because she's so good in it and like she's so good i love that this it was funny watching a tarantino movie with a you know crowd that was almost like cheering and hollering like it was a fucking end game you know what i mean totally like people cheered when when she showed up yeah it was and man I, I people fucking erupted with that when he pulls the fire the flamethrower out at the end that was the most cheering i've heard in one of his movies it was crazy because <laughs> you it was so cleverly introduced yes and totally. then spoken about like once more in and also movie? it's like yeah like i mean he obviously cliff does all of uh all of rick's stunts except that was the one he stunt himself. that he did himself and and you even see him like complaining about the how hot it from, is yeah, it's so good and then yeah he that's the one stunt he knows how to do i so mean that's is, what he goes to, to to win it'd be a different story i think if this film was like not endorsed by the tate family and they were like oh it's sickening like how dare you do that but it's also like the fact that she lives is kind of like a nice, weird... It's like a fairy tale. I don't know. The ending is beautiful. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I I was I, like, fuck, it will be controversial. Not And like, I don't care because I didn't make the movie. Hmm. But I believe in that ending. I think it's such an interesting, like, unique ending. Yeah, totally it's like, agree. Because done in worse hands, it would be super, like, poor taste and unappealing. I reckon uh, Leo's scene, best scene is when he is, yeah, d- doing the... um, He's being the bad guy on, in the TV show. In the pilot, and he has that, oh, that incredible, incredible. And talk the girl's like, "That's the best the acting I've seen." Oh, Mister, and best he starts tearing seen. up. He starts tearing up. But in when he's like being the kind of kind of bad actor, as you the, love him. But he reminded me of Kenny Powers. Oh, totally. <laughs> he was Kenny Powers, the like goatee. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. All yeah. right, Tom Cruise, Danny McBride for Tarantino Ten. Whoa. Wow. They, they both need to be in a Tarantino film. It's bizarre that Tar- that Danny McBride wasn't in Hateful Eight or Django Unchained. We got what's his name in. Uh, we got Walton Goggins, Walton Goggins in both. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I started Hateful Eight when I got home last night because I hadn't seen it for. I've only seen it at the cinema. Well, I hope you're ready to talk about it because we're going to wrap this episode up, and then in the next episode of Payfam, we're going to rank 
all of Quentin Tarantino's movies. Well, I am. You know this. Angus is going to give commentary on my on my ranking. Do you know this movie did heaps? It made me really like L.A., which I don't mind L.A. Oh, I love L.A., man. I mean, I I, I like L.A., but this version of mean, L.A. So I liked way more. Where I was just like, "Fuck, man!" It just th- there's no traffic. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so so they there's a Mexican restaurant and on a sit down Mexican restaurant in every corner. So they retrofit like a a street or two in this movie with all the old yeah facades. Apparently, like the businesses were pretty apprehensive beforehand. They're like, "Oh," and he was like. You know, the film production was like, we're just... They were like, know, please, we use- please don't say the N-word in my restaurant, <laughs> Mr. Tarantino. Uh, but they've kept them all. And they all like were like, oh, we're not going to change it back. So apparently, like, the street still looks like that. Oh, that's so cool. Like, all the businesses, like the Cinema Dome and stuff, they all kept, like, all... They've all kept the old shit. I loved the... What was the the, the schnitzel house? Like, the... Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Her, her something. Yeah, yeah. Her, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I really like LA. I don't like being there alone. Right. Um, and I've been there alone a few times. No, I've been there alone. I have too. I love LA. I love eating LA and drinking LA. Okay, what Brian. Okay, Brian Van 3000. Doing drinking in LA. But I, I, this made me long for that version of it, which I guess was the point of the movie. And so much that of it case, feels it like, I don't know, all, all the driving that just, I mean, obviously there's more traffic now, but. Oh, he's more traffic. But like, yeah, like going onto the. And ugly cars. Yeah. <laughs> These yeah, cars true. are beautiful. Incredible cars. Fuck, we didn't talk about so much. Oh, we barely scratched the surface. That your realization that there were two Harley Quins in the movie—that was amazing. Oh yeah, damn. Because yeah, Kevin Smith's daughter's daughter's in this. Yeah, she's in it, and so obviously, um, what's her name? Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Uh, It was good to see that scene. Was that was one of my favorite scenes? The entire um, Cliff Booth going to Spawn Ranch. So I was like, oh, Tarantino is like. We were saying like it's super suspenseful and you were like, oh, it reminded you a lot of the bar scene in terms of suspense from Bastards. Yeah. But I also thought like, I was like, this might be like his first like footstep into like doing true horror. I Not reckon, that it was like reckon, horror, horror. I but, reckon like, Inglorious Bastards has moments of horror. I guess the opening, the opening can be yeah, seen yeah, when this is, well, this was like more horror for me where he's like walking through that empty house and there's like the dead rat in the corner and Dakota Fanning's character Dakota is Fanning's so, so fucking cre- creepy. Yeah, yeah. squeaky. Yeah, but you know, you know about like the history of that. That she ended up trying to kill uh, Roosevelt. Yeah, Squeaky, like the actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The cult, the family was crazy. Yeah, fuck. It sucks that they got away with it. Oh, it's, it's, well, they didn't get away with it. Well, it yeah. sucks that they killed. It's awful. Like the, the, I'm reacquainting myself with what actually happened after. Oh, it's nuts. Yet. It's really, yeah. It's the most insane murder ever. Awful. And all those lines from the movie last night were like all. Lines. I'm the devil here to do the de- the, the the devil's stuff. Whatever. Yeah, and like <laughs> the make it witchy. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I was surprised at how little Manson was in it, but I like that he wasn't in it. Yeah, just I like that he has one, like two lines. Scene. Yeah. Yeah, just established Australian him. actor. Oh, really? Yeah, he's playing him in Mindhunter this year as well. He's playing. <laughs> Fuck. He actually was an actor. I did that Tinder theater thing once, where I like would chat with people on Tinder, and then get people to act it out. He was one of them. I found out. Yeah. Last night, I was like, "Oh shit, that's the guy who plays Charles Manson in." That's crazy. QT. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. He was lovely. Um, well, that's it for our um, this part of uh, our once upon. You know, you know what? For, for what it's worth, if you have no interest in ever supporting us on Patreon, that's fine, and that's the end of this conversation. But if you want to hear us continue, totally this conversation. Uh, so don't, but don't complain. Yeah, this about is a it. long episode too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna go do a all Tarantino episode of PayFam right now. You can hear it by heading over to Patreon.com/slash HeyFam. Five dollars a month gets you this episode and every bonus episode we recorded before it. Come meet us over there. It's gonna be great. This, is, this was once upon a time in Hollywood.
Bye, everyone.